This is a special Hanukkah edition of Judaism Unbound, Night 5. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Dan Liebenson. And I'm Lex Rofberg. And uh, we are here on the fifth night of Hanukkah, and we are highlighting the Listen and Learn track of our Hanukkah Unbound website. There's, as a reminder, all sorts of different tracks online for you to check out at JudaismUnbound.com related to the holiday. The Listen and Learn track, for those who don't remember, is a set of our podcast episodes from about a year ago where we featured all sorts of guests talking about Hanukkah, its history, its contemporary observance, all sorts of good stuff. And uh, we thought that we'd just sort of highlight a couple little teachings that each of us got from that experience. And I I will start. Um, I thought that um, our episode with Ruth Avish Magder um, was a really spectacular one. She came as actually a guest co-host. She wasn't, a, she wasn't one of our guests in the same way. She actually was sort of moderating with us um, as we spoke about Hanukkah in contemporary times. And she highlighted this incredible story in Billings, Montana in the early nineties. And basically what happened, uh, and it resonates very much with the time that we are living in right now is that there were a bunch of white supremacists sort of banding together in Billings, Montana and making life terrible for people who live there, uh, Jews, but also African-Americans and others who were minorities in that area. And uh, apparently there was a, a, a young child, like five years old, who drew a picture of a, of a menorah and like their window was broken and all this terrible, nasty stuff. And uh, he ended up he and his family sent something to the local newspaper, letting folks know that this had happened. And the whole town sort of banded together to make sure that this wouldn't happen to anybody else. And and a call was put out for everybody to put menorahs in their windows, not just Jews. And uh, people responded. And it was a huge number of people that became part of that sort of micro movement in Billings, Montana. And before long, the white supremacists weren't really able uh, to do very much in their town anymore because there was such a strong community of people that had come together as a collective to work against that. I thought it was a really spectacular story that Ruth brought to us and that we can uh, revisit a year later. Yeah, actually, you know, it's funny. I'm reflecting back to a conversation that we were having with Burton Vysotsky, who wrote a book called Aphrodite and the Rabbis that talked about the kind of origins of rabbinic Judaism in Greek ideas, particularly Stoic thought. And, um, you know, I made a comment. He didn't really agree with me or didn't want to go as yeah. far as, as I was. But um, but I, I still, it's still on my mind and, and I still think I'm right, that if the evidence shows that the early rabbinic Jews were actually quite comfortable with uh, incorporating Greek ideas, Greek symbols, even Greek God symbols into uh, Judaism and into their, you know, we talked about the mosaic floors of the synagogue that had symbols that were um, very much from from Greek religion. You know, that it really makes me think a lot about this kind of allergy that we have had, particularly in America over the last hundred years, right, to things like Christmas trees. And, um, you know, that, that there's this really strong effort to sort of hold the line, which you can understand why that came about. And you can even understand why some people still think it's really important to hold that line. On the flip side, you know, I really think it's an inescapable conclusion to look at Jewish history and to see that 
it's just as much part of our tradition to incorporate elements from other groups as it is to resist that incorporation. So at the very least, you have to be able to say that the question should remain open as to, you know, how can Hanukkah change again now that Jews are living in these mixed families and all the other situations, all the other elements of why uh, Jews, particularly in America today, are in a different situation from the past. So uh, that's still on my mind. And it's still something that I think is really important for us to be thinking about, as many of our listeners, I think, are about to light candles with families that include people who are Jewish, people who are not Jewish, and people who have multiple identities. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And uh, we hope that y'all will reflect on those episodes too. They're still available. They're on our website. Uh, you can get to them at JudaismUnbound.com or just on our iTunes page. You can get to those Hanukkah episodes. They're, I believe, in the early 40s of our episodes. So definitely check those out. And uh, in general, we hope that you will consider contributing whatever ideas and rituals and activities and etc. that you and your family or your friends or loved ones do for the holiday. You can hit us up at Dan at JudaismUnbound.com or Lex at judaismunbound.com if you have any of those. Uh, So thanks for listening. And with that, this has been night five of Hanukkah Unbound.